do it. I too once fell under the spell of opium. It was 1979. I was traveling the Yangtze in search of a Mongolian horsehair vest. I had got to the market after sundown. All of the clothing traders had gone, but a different sort of trader still looked about. Just a tasty scent. <laughs> all these sound effects before we wrap up the Clone Wars. Yeah! Yeah. Ah, some of them might bridge the gap into Rebels. I was going to do cocaine, but I don't know. Yeah. I was just feeling a little instrumental Layla. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, how's it going? That's one of the best scenes in Goodfellas. So. That's, what, that's, what, yeah. Yeah. that's what I was going with. Yeah. Everybody's getting arrested. <laughs> yes. Or they're also, getting cornered by the pikes. Also, good God, do I love Jay Peterman. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> I was watching that one last night. It was the opium episode. And I was watching it, uh, yeah, last night, and I was just like, and then that is right after I had watched this for the last time. Yep. And I was just like, opium, spice, opium, den, pikes, yeah, just a taste. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good line. (laughs) It's one of the best lines. Just a taste. What's going on here? How are you? I'm good, you know. Um, Having a great time here, getting some stuff loaded up. Okay. Yeah. It's going good. Yeah. Uh, how are you? Good. Just got some Black Series. Yeah. Yeah, some exciting stuff going on for you there. Yeah, you're going to swing by Hot Comics tomorrow for Comic Book Day? Their, their books got delayed because of the storm out east. Oh. So I might have to wait. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll still go in tomorrow, though. Okay. Depends how bored I get. They got a shipment, so they got some good stuff. Oh. Just they- a tasty set. <laughs> <laughs> They had a uh, a Black Series job of the hut that was like yay big. Ooh, how much is he running? I didn't check the price. Okay. Yeah. Two bricks for my blood. Really? <laughs> I'm sure. In the box, brand new? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's one that's one character I don't think I want an ultra detailed figure <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Did you see the picture I posted of the two thousand three Jabba minifig? No, huh? Or, oh. or wait. Yes, I did see that. It's hideous. Yeah, it is. It looks terrible. Yep. And uh Leia is it next to him and they definitely detailed the cleavage on her. <laughs> cleavage on her. Um, it's interesting stuff. Man, I love this song. It is great. Man. I wonder what Eric's up to these days. <laughs> Think he's going on Joe Rogan's? <laughs> yeah. Oh, on Anchor, I had to read the terms, like the Spotify terms of like uploading podcasts oh, and God. stuff now. Like, before you upload your next episode, make sure to read these Spotify terms of blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. Like, I I keep going back and forth because, like, I I understand the point that Rogan is constantly trying to make when he says, like, I'm a fucking idiot. Nobody should be taught. Nobody should be listening to me. I'm just I'm just saying what's on my mind. And it's like, but you're not understanding the gravity of the power that you have by having such a large audience. Yeah. I don't think he really comprehends 
how many people are listening to yeah. him. And he also he posts something like, you know, the interviews that are like getting a lot of bunch bags is this Dr. Robert Malone guy who is like one of the originators of mRNA yeah. technology and stuff. And I don't know what this guy's axe to grind is with these like um, with the vaccines, but I don't know. I mean, I've seen the guy disproven a thousand times in a thousand oh, yeah. different articles, and I don't I don't know what his game is here. Like, what's what's the point? Right. Like, I really don't understand. Like, what's the point of this? Like, what? Why are you grifting? You know, you're a successful doctor. Why are you grifting now? I don't get it. I think it's easier to write books and just spout bullshit. But why does somebody who dedicates their life to this sort of thing decide to fucking grift? Or does he just really believe what he's saying? I think it's just money. And, like, maybe he believes a little bit of it. But, like, I think he sees, like, oh, I could make a shitload more money. I the guy went on, like, Steve Bannon's podcast. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? I can't remember if it was him or someone else, but the the guy that originated the whole uh, the like, ivermectin thing. No, 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 no. Like uh, vaccines have uh, mercury in them, which causes autism. Like the the genesis of like Jenny McCarthy's whole uh, yeah. deal, like the anti-vax movement that started really heavy in like the early two thousands. Yeah, late nineties, early two thousands. But that guy started in Britain somewhere, and. Britain was like, no, 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 no. You can't be doing that horse shit. Like, you're really? not going to be spreading misinformation. And so he was like, okay, cool. I'll just go to America. And yeah. we were like, welcome with open arms. Well, I will say this. I mean, freedom of speech, it is, this is, pro- like, you know, there's very few things that we do better than other countries, it seems like. But our freedom of speech laws are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Um, And, I, you know, I am a proponent of it. Sure. Like, I think Joe Rogan should be able to have his dumb little podcast. It's just unfortunate that people take it as gospel. Oh, yeah. And they don't, you know, they hear something and then they just take it as gospel and they don't bother to look at the 90,000 other sources that completely disagree with what they just heard. Yeah. And so it's just, it's damning. But like today, I signed on Twitter in the morning and one of the things that was trending was this article that ivermectin was found to kill some COVID um covid cells in a in a in a vial it's like well you could dump and like the thing is like if you look at the article they explain what's really going on here and it's really nothing it's nothing that we didn't know before right it doesn't treat it they still there's still no proof that it treats it but people see that headline and it just firmly and like it's dude you can't do people should just like just watch fucking reality television and just stop paying attention to the world (laughs) Like we should just stop all reporting. Well, that's it's when the real world started turning into reality television. That's when we started going off. The oh rails. yeah, no, I mean we. Have, this is. This Do you remember when news and politics used to be boring? Yes. Like I remember a kid, like even adults, being like, "Oh God, the news." Like, yeah. Ugh, I don't want to watch that. No, and and the sad thing is though, this is like I would say reality television really like hit big in the late late nineties, early two thousands. And we're only 20-some years removed from that, and this is what it's come to. Yeah. Like, this absurd reality that yep. we're living in. But even, like... All because of just this fucking poison. Yeah. That got... Sh- like, I mean, the Trump presidency is a direct... Is directly linked back to his stupid fucking show. Yeah, and the whole reason that reality TV took off when it did is there were a million cable stations that were looking for something, some kind and, of yeah. original content, and it's dirt cheap. Yeah, to all make. you gotta do is you hire a couple cameramen. Yeah, you put up some mics on these people, and you just fucking follow them around. Yeah, that's it, and that's a, that's the way it started. But then they realized, like, all right, we can hire a couple of writers. Yeah, and like 
And then next thing you know, they're like, oh, today we're going to the theme park. And it's like, it's all there's reality shows that is just like complete horseshit. Yeah. People still watch it as like the first one I remember right now off the top of my head. The first one that I really remember is called, uh, I think they just brought it back this year too. Joe Millionaire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they they had this guy who was supposedly like a rich heir to like a, a massive empire and stuff. And like they had a dating competition. But it turns out he was like actually like, I don't know, like a fucking plumber or something like that. And they didn't reveal it until the end. Yep. Yeah. I think they brought that back. I don't know. It's just the dumbest shit. Oh, yeah. It's really easy to turn off and watch. It's just too bad that is like infested. And we like really have no concept of like any realism at all whatsoever anymore. Well, and even but like if you're running a news network like CNN or like like fox like what they saw the opportunity and they're like okay cool we can do some news but then also we can do editorials and just not yeah distinguish between the two of them no and that's the thing like all these nightly programs that you see like tucker hannity uh, and then on cnn like don lemon and all this shit like it's it's really just editorial shit and it's just people just like yelling with nobody to push back you know and I like the the fucking insane claims that get laid on these shows that get written down as gospel by just everyday oh, yeah. Americans. It's sad and I'm having like lately I'm having a bit of like an existential crisis about how I view conservative just normal conservative people. Like I'm like I don't want to loathe them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't want to even though like I think they probably hold some abhorrent views and stuff, but I I'm also like it's not like for the most part I think people are generally good and they just get fed this bullshit for such a long period oh, yeah. of time that it just well, it infests their brain. It's but, like these aren't bad people, but like the fucking talking heads that have been shouting at them for 10 years have turned them into these fucking psychopaths. The other part too is like <laughs> They have that propaganda being shoveled to them. But then, for whatever reason, we have two options in this country for political parties. And the one that they are siding with is the one that doesn't seem to look down on them so much. Yeah. We're like, the Democrats, their policies, when they get off their fucking asses and actually pass something, tend to be more beneficial to the working class. However, like, they do seem to... be preoccupied with being elitist assholes who are completely pretentious and look down on the working class. And I think to someone who is just watching it on TV, they're looking at the two options and they're like, well, fuck that guy. Well, I mean, they're they're not even paying attention to the fact that like this guy's just passing tax cuts for millionaires. He doesn't actually give a shit about what I'm going through. Yeah. But well, I mean, the, the Democratic Party became like the party. It used to be the party of like unions and the party of working class people. Yeah. And then it just became the party of like liberal elites who, you know, I mean, I mean, if you're looking at both of the parties, they're still better for the working class people. They're still better when it comes <laughs> by far, <laughs> by far still better than when it comes to like unions and like that type of thing. But and like, wages. But it's Benefits. been completely fucking gutted compared to what it used to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not. And there's real no, there's really no real um, working class politics in yeah. this country. There's, you know, very I little. Think, I do think I've been surprising my dad lately because my dad has always claimed he's an independent, but I always think he skews conservative. And uh, 
he was saying I was talking to him last night and he who he's just recovering from COVID, by the way. Oh, did he get was he vaccinated? So I don't think he was, but uh. it wasn't be, <laughs> it wasn't because of any kind of weird conservative view. I just don't think he likes needles. Okay. And like he was like, ah, I'm I'm fine. I don't need it. Yeah. Like I don't think it's like I don't think it was like a moral issue with him. Mm-hmm. I just think he's like, I don't I don't like needles. I don't want to get a shot. Um but I was talking to him, and he was talking about how he's like not been able to work for the past few weeks. And then he said some kind of offhanded comment like, yeah, God forbid I get another one of those checks still waiting on it from your guy Biden. And I was like, ah, I was like, I'll just stop you right there. I was like, fuck that guy. I don't, I'm not a fan of that guy. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah. I was like, fuck the Dems. Yeah, I'm really sick of my dad telling me Biden's my guy. I know. It's like, just because I vote for somebody doesn't make him my guy. Yeah. I told my dad, I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I fucking hate the Democrats. Yeah. The Democrats are horseshit. I just don't hate them as much as I despise the Republicans. My guy is hanging out in Vermont, like, screaming into the void, and nobody listens He's to him. He's trying to pass benefits for veterans or yeah. something like yeah. that, and nobody's fucking listening to him. My guy is trying to get, like, uh, dental benefits added onto Medicare, you know, like, <laughs> and nobody... Now, apparently that's just too much, but that $750 billion defense bill, yeah, uh, we can put that right through a bipartisan, baby. Yep. Hands across the aisle. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, back to the original point. Like, I, dude, I think Joe Rogan should have a stupid fucking podcast and he say whatever the fuck he wants. It's just, I don't know. I mean, if Spotify, if you want to invest that much fucking money into this guy, maybe just say, hey, we're going to send this person. You're going to interview them for two hours on the pod. And like, and like not a fucking quack. Yeah. You know? Well, and that was the weird thing about him is like, I remember listening to him like five years ago and he had like a good mix of guests like he would have on people that were fucking crazy like well, Alex that's what Jones, happens with these but then he'd have someone from the opposite side that like could provide more of a well-rounded argument yeah and like he doesn't seem to do that anymore Well, that's the thing like if these people they bring on like an Alex Jones you bring on Alex Jones a couple times eventually you become kind of like radioactive and, like, more sensible people don't want anything yeah. to do with you, and it's not in their benefit to go on your show anymore. Yep. And that's I'm sure that's what happened with Corolla. Like, he just kept bringing on these quacks, and eventually they're like, well, why would I go on his show? Yeah. I don't want to associate with this. Yep. You know, and I, I, I really can't blame people well, for that. Also, I think, like, <laughs> I think with Corolla there were some other dealings. Like, he ended up signing with Podcast One for, like, a profit-sharing thing, and I think there was some... My assumption, I have no evidence for this, but I'm assuming that there was some kind of like fucking heritage foundation type thing that was like, hey, why don't we throw some money your way and you can just talk about certain things. And like, sure. he just wants to drive his race car. He doesn't really give a shit about the things that he's saying. Yeah. So in the long run, he was like, well, why not? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. This whole Spotify thing, though, like, I don't know. It looks like Neil Young left. Yep. Joni Mitchell. Mitchell left. Uh, Nils Lofgren left. Some, I saw someone make the point, like, yeah, two survivors of polio decided to pull out of Spotify <laughs> <laughs> because of Joe Rogan. I don't, like, really, though, like, uh, you know, I mean, if... <laughs> What what's ultimately going to happen? Unless like the fucking like Beatles and like Drake pull out, yep. you know. I mean, what 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 is the, what exactly is the end goal? What do they want? Do they want Rogan deplatformed, or do they want Rogan to like 
I don't. Do they want to take down those episodes? I was thinking about like I've been thinking too about like the whole concept of free speech because I'm with you. Like I, I think I don't like the idea of being like, oh, I, I, and I don't. This is not me agreeing with anything. I do not listen to that fucking show. No, but I do not like the idea of, I, you know, just like oh, we're gonna we're gonna pull it down now because fucking Neil Young left. Right. I don't like that no, idea I don't like that personally. Either. I, I don't think like it's, that either. But I'm saying I'm trying to think of some kind of solution that would be ideal to a, continue to allow free speech, but kind of get the point across that like that it might be horseshit. I don't know. There needs to be better distinguishing between editorializing and actual like news. And I don't think we're there. Like how can you do it? Like uh, with like social media, like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, they'll have like little like pop-ups that come like when you post about COVID or you post about certain things and then you're like, somebody will post something and you know, an article and it will say, there'll be like a little, you know, info button that says fact checkers find this to be false yep. or something. And it's just what can you really do at this point? Yeah, I know. And even now, like you either start regulating even it. with that, even with the little disclaimers, like I've seen conservatives online be like, oh, yep. Well, see, they don't believe they're it. Just anyways. Trying, they're just trying to they're just trying yes. to silence them. And, and that's that's the thing where I really take umbrage with this is it's it's not that I think it's good, like the shit that he puts on there. The problem I have is if you if you pull him down and you deplatform him, all it does is just confirmation bias for these fucking people. Although it literally just says to them like, oh, see, they he's speaking the truth, this and that. Although if you look at what happened with Alex Jones, it would prove otherwise. What happened with Alex Jones? The, he's like Alex Jones has been completely deplatformed. They took him down off of YouTube. They took him down off of. He like, still has a stupid fucking show, and I'm sure he's doing just fine. He has it somewhere, but he has taken a huge hit when it came to regular listeners. The the breadth of the amount of people that he was reaching, he, he has been hurt by it. Okay, and so like like that being said, deplatforming does work, but I I do still think like. Alex Jones is an extreme because yeah, people... I mean Alex Jones versus Joe Rogan, there's no comparison. Right. I'm not trying to compare the two, but I'm saying like deplatforming doesn't always lead to just this confirmation like backfire. Yeah. Because like with Alex Jones, it legitimately worked. And he's also like now facing lawsuits that he keeps losing. So like I don't know. Yeah, I think I just think he's a bit different, and I don't know. My example of this doesn't really apply to him. It's the same. It's the same type of Rogan pulls the same type of bullshit that I hated when I hated when John Stewart would pull the same stuff with The Daily Show because he would say to conservatives, he was like, "No, you have a responsibility. You're a news organization." That's what he said to Tucker Carlson when he yeah, was on Crossfire. But, but I'm I'm on Comedy Central. I'm what? on Comedy Central. My show follows puppets making prank phone calls and it's, it's like, like no you still have yeah. a responsibility you're a news program whether you like and, that and rogan yeah. continues to say the same thing like i'm an idiot like i i'm an idiot don't listen to me yeah i mean yeah that doesn't do anything right you know maybe i don't know once you once you cross a certain threshold 
like you need to start taking it more seriously. Yeah. And like right now, I, what we're averaging, what? hundred. A hundred people. Yeah. And I, I mentioned that last time. Like, do we want to like preface some of these things we're saying about like our, our just vague, like painting with a broad brush on certain historical facts? Yeah. And I, I have at a hundred listeners. I'm questioning it. I don't know how these people with millions of followers yeah. don't just kind of be like, I mean, God. Yeah, it's just com- well, and there is, and, and that's that's the real part about it that annoys the shim. It's just so reckless. There is there is a balance to be found too, because like even with a hundred listeners, like when I start saying things about like Star Wars Legends, I like will double check to make sure I'm getting it right because I don't want to like say something that's wrong. Yeah, because I feel like there is some kind of responsibility, but. If you continue to do that with everything you say, you're going to drive yourself fucking crazy and there's not enough hours in the day. Yeah, but if you want to run these fucking programs like that, it's it's on you at that point. Yes. Like you should you're sp- you should be responsible. If you have a platform of millions and you're going to deal with real topics, things like a fucking pandemic, yeah. Then you know what? You can't just fucking have somebody out there spouting shit that you know nothing about, cannot challenge yeah. them on. You know, I mean, the only fair way to do it is if he had like a different doctor on another expert who just just like, well, this is why this is wrong. He had fucking Ulsterholm on like the beginning before it all began. And I was like, I was like, okay, Ulsterholm and Ulsterholm's like legit. That is a legit fucking doctor. Yes. He (laughs) he had him on at the beginning of the pandemic and Osterholm like broke it down like it's serious. Yes. This is real. This is coming, you know. And on that podcast, Rogan was talking about the miracle that is vaccines. And for some fucking reason, ever since then, he's just kind of questioned it and he's had more and more people on. Everything is just so fucking everything. It's just everything's a fucking political game. It's just, I don't know. We well, don't no, need to talk about it. It's just stupid. It's all, it's all just, it comes down to like, how am I going to make money? Yeah. Like, where's, oh, there's a market. Like, now there's a yeah, market Yeah, but that for market this. is being fucking a political, like, fucking. Yes. Just pick your fucking team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's gross. Yes, of course. Yeah. But Anyways, I'm sick of talking about it. This fucking shit's stupid. Anyway, welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. This is a Star Wars podcast. It is. Believe it or not. <laughs> I don't know. I just brought it up because we generally did relate to like that little conundrum I ran into last. I was like, do we want to like cut that out? Yeah. I mean, we just talked about history for 20 minutes. Yeah. And we are not historians. No. Um, well, and we granted we're talking about a kid's show. Yes. Um, but I mean, we try to explain World War One and the World War II. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I did listen to Dan Carlin's podcast. Hardcore, Hardcore history. history. There you on go. World War One. So I think that's better than most. Yeah. And I've read a lot of uh, 60 minute books on Kindle Unlimited. So <laughs> yes. I know all about Stalingrad, baby. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, welcome to the Clone Cast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. And what we do here is we're watching that goddamn Clone Wars show. Just a tasty um, <laughs> And we're watching it in chronological order. So we are on season seven, episode six, Deal No Deal. Deal No Deal. Deal No Deal. The Martez sisters and Ahsoka, their hijink adventures continue. Yes. Uh, but what we normally do is we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes. We already got that 20 out of the way, so this is going to lean closer <laughs> to that 40 minutes. Um, but yeah, so, uh, we will get right into it. Yeah. Do your thing. We do a little bullshit and then we get right in there. We get right in Right into that episode. Um, but yeah, so, um, I don't know. Anything else happened? Like you, anything? We got blocked by Gina Carano. Yes, I saw that. What happened? I don't know. Did you tweet at her? Is she just randomly blocking people? Uh, There was, um, 
uh, this girl on Twitter, uh, Shalo Ren, I believe. Yeah, she's yeah, on yeah. TikTok yeah. and she makes like really good TikTok videos. She got blocked by Gina Carano, and I was like, oh, I want to get blocked by Gina Carano. <laughs> and she had like posted like some like Max Rebo thing, uh, like Gina, this is God or something. I can't remember. It was funny. Sure. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was like, oh, how am I going to get blocked? So I I commented. I was like, I, I'm going to start small. And so I just took a picture of like a Chevy Metro or a Geo Metro. Remember the Geo yeah, Metros, yeah, yeah. those little compact yep. cars? And I just superimposed Gina Carano's face on it. And I put Gina and then in capital L's car Ano. <laughs> and I tweeted it at her once. <laughs> and I went to check a couple of days later and I was blocked. And like Zet Jukasa got like all these people like are just getting blocked That's by association. Insane. Like she's just nuked people. So I don't know if it was me commenting on like Shayla Ren's thing or if it was just like the Carano yeah, thing. Yeah. I don't know, but we got blocked and I was very happy about that's getting blocked hilarious. by her. That's Fuck her. Do you, th- <laughs> do you think she's the actual one that's doing the blocking? Yes. Or that's what she, makes it great. Or it's does her. she have no, some kind of no. company? She runs her Twitter account. Oh, okay. Absolutely runs her Twitter <laughs> account. And that's why it's so great. Like you're actually taking the time out of your day to block just random people. <laughs> I don't block anyway. I just mute them. Yeah. You know, I'll just mute people. <laughs> Fuck that. But I, don't know, I was kind of happy. Yeah, it's co- it's yeah, very nice. It's cool. Um, yeah. So let's see who I need to get blocked by next. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody more that, that I want to get blocked by more than Gina Carano. I think, though. yes. That's, that's I the just, pinnacle. I didn't even have to try. It was, it was very, uh, it was, um, I was expecting to still, you know, have to, I thought I was going to have to up the ante a bit. Yeah. Because Gina Carano, that's not that bad. No. Maybe she's just reached the point where she's she only wants to interact with like right wing nut jobs, so she's blocking anything well, that could be perceived. How as does she otherwise. know I'm not a right wing nut job? Gina Carano that says true nothing about my political affiliation. That is true. So, but yeah, we we uh we can't interact with her anymore. Although I did have an idea of something that I wanted to tweet her for my next escalation. Okay, there's that Lego set where it's like a pride Lego set. Have you seen it? Yes. There's yep, like the yep. minifigs and it's all the colors of the rainbow. I was going to build that and then on the end of it put her minifig <laughs> <laughs> and then tweet it at her. That was that was that was level 2 escalation. Yeah. And then fine I don't know like level 5 would have been like just calling her a fascist. Yeah. But um yeah. That's good stuff. I don't know. So that's out of the way. Yeah. I don't got that going for me anymore. <laughs> so I got to find I guess I'll just tweet more hot dogs. <laughs> all that stupid shit. I don't know. What's new with you? Uh, not much. I went out and I was I stopped by Hot Comics yesterday because I went out and got a drink with a former co-worker who I'd like not talked to or seen in like years. But oh, yeah. just like I'm trying to get out a little bit more. Like I used to go out and like grab drinks with friends at least like once a week. And sure, I haven't done that since COVID started. So I don't know. I'm trying to reach out to more people before the holidays. We kind of were talking about. Uh, he was looking for like a new gig. I think I was looking for a new gig at that point. And so like, we were talking about like job type stuff. Um, and he was like, Oh, I might be starting something. So we should get together and like talk about it. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, and so I went out and grabbed just like a beer with him. Um, and it was nice catching up with him. (laughs) But then like, I'd say like, I don't know, an hour into our conversation or whatever, like after a beer or something, he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, by the way. Um, yeah. So I got this thing that I've been doing lately. So uh, uh, there are these supplements that we can get wholesale. And so he gave me a very, very 
soft pitch for a pyramid scheme? I'm joining his pyramid. <laughs> Was it Melaleuca by chance? I didn't even ask the okay. name. Did I ever tell you about the time I had a job interview with Melaleuca? I think you did tell me that. Yeah. Because we both, we've both been through yeah. a couple of pyramid schemes. Yeah. Like, like one time pictures. I was looking for work and... <laughs> Yeah, and you know, this must have been like 15 years ago, and I was like on, you know, just like various ads, and like I, you know, I reached out to them, I sent them my resume, and they're like, yeah, uh, we're actually in Oakdale, why don't you just come on through, yeah. uh, what time works for you on like Monday, I was like, alright, I'll come in there, so I get dressed up, and I go in there, they bring me in this big like office, it's like a, it's like a real estate office, but yeah, they the guy, the real estate agent, like he's running his side. And sure enough, like it's him, another guy, and they just like turn on the fucking projector and then they play a video and I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just, it, it was like an hour and a half of my life and I couldn't, I, it's yep. like, do I just get up and leave? What yeah. do I do? Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I've been Melaleuca, it was called. I've been through two of those. There's one time where I was working at Old Country Buffet. But I was like in college for marketing. Oh god! And like a woman came up to me at Target, and she was like a sweet kind of like middle aged older lady. Yeah. And she was like, "Hey, uh, you seem like a like was a it, smart young man." Was it Primerica? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't think it was that. I think it was something <laughs> even shadier than that. And she was like, "I'm actually in marketing, so would you be interested in hearing a little bit more?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. What the hell? Like, I'm working at an old country buffet. I got nothing to lose." Sure, I'll hear a little bit more. And so she like, I met her that weekend at like a McDonald's, <laughs> so she could like give me her pitch, and she gave me a folder with all this like material. In yeah, it. and I was like, okay. And she was like, so there's a bigger meeting coming up next week. If you want to, we can like have you come in and like kind of like hear from our boss and like that type of thing. And I was like, all right. And she was like, okay, but it's like dress business smart. Oh, and God. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? So I had to like wear a suit and I showed up to like some kind of like hotel ballroom. <laughs> There's and just like 20 just, like, people sitting around watching a, a bunch of people <laughs> and like music started pumping. And like, unfortunately, like I felt so bad for the old lady because like her and her husband apparently are in this thing. And, yeah. Like they were like, oh, we got seats right up front row. Oh, my God. I was like, fuck. And then music started pumping in these like. These dudes in suits come like jogging out and talked about how like uh, what a scam working is and that type of thing. And don't you want to sell their product <laughs> instead? And oh, it was just miserable. Just so you waited it out, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't be me. Although you couldn't do it to her. Although I did. <laughs> I did feel really bad because like I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, well, I'll keep in touch. I'll let you know. Like I didn't give them yeah. a flat like no dice. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, I'll be in touch. And then I just like ghosted him. I didn't yeah. answer any of their calls. But then I got a voicemail from her like two weeks later. Mm -hmm. And it was like, hi, Adam, this is so-and-so. Um, I understand you're probably not interested in moving forward. However, uh, I was just hoping that I might be able to get that that folder back from you with oh all of God. that material. And I was like, oh, no, you're probably <laughs> charged for that. <laughs> <laughs> And at that point, I had, like, chucked it in a dumpster as soon as I walked out of Just there. <laughs> oh, what a mess. Yeah. I remember, like, my first weekend at Walmart, some guy was, like, I helped with, yeah. like, a TV or something. He's like, you know, you're a really personal young guy. And he handed me, like, his card. And it was fucking Primerica. Yeah, and He, yeah, like, yeah. wanted me to reach out to him. I went through one of those, too. Oh, God. Dude, so many times back in the day, you'd, like, you, I think it happened to me three times. Yeah, me too. 
I just re- the Mellow Luke one hurt the most. Me and my high school buddies were hanging out at the Mall of America, just kind of like hanging out. And some dude just walked up to us and he's like, hey, guys, what's going on? You seem to be smart. Like, there's a meeting going on about this new opportunity. <laughs> and like all of us were like 18. So yeah. We're like, yeah, fuck it. OK, let's go. And like we went and like <laughs> there's like one of our buddies who was like not as smart as the rest of us was like, oh, man, this is like this seems like a really good opportunity. Like we should we should think about this, guys. <laughs> and we were like trying to coax him into doing it. But oh, man, I'm glad those. Day- well, I hope those days are in the past. No, they're not. No, they're still popping up all over the we place. We should try to find them. That'd be a fun field Herbal trip. Herbal life. That'd be a fun field yeah. trip. Yeah. What's that? What's the uh, it works? Is that one of them? I, I we don't. works. No. Well, we work is like no. The, uh, that's a scam. That's it's a not scam. a pyramid scheme. No. But. What's the one that like? Um, it's like a bunch of products. It works. I think it's called. Oh, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. One of my old friends in high school got really deep into that, and like his wife, and shocking, they're divorced now. But like. They would always post yep. like we've been using the uh, creams, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, rubbing, look at my skin before and after. Oh god! There was just that documentary on Amazon that was like talking about like their pyramid schemes or MLMs, multi-level marketing yeah. companies. There was just one. Uh, and it was all about oh, Lula Rich. Lula Rich. Lula Rich is the name of the documentary. Uh, and it, like Lula Rich was a company that uh, they, they sold like stretchy pants, like stretchy like yoga type pants. Were they playing off like the Lululemon? I think so. Um, but it was fucking crazy, and it was the same type of thing. It was like it was just yeah. a multi-level marketing scheme where like you pay a certain amount to get in and then you recruit people under you your and, sales go a little to the top yep and then people make millions of dollars man it, it must be nice to be the guy on top of that pyramid oh checks just rolling in after the first pyramid scheme like pitch i went through i kept thinking like how, how do, do i become, become the top yeah. guy on the pyramid? how do i become <laughs> how do i become tip of the spear guy i was like i don't want to do any of the bullshit <laughs> yeah. on the bottom no i just want to be the guy that sits there and for some reason checks keep showing up <laughs> <laughs> that was a good month <laughs> um yeah but anyway i felt really bad like it was thankfully like when i went and got the drink with the guy like it was ni- nice catching up with him and thankfully it was like a very soft pitch so like yeah. i was just like I need insurance. I'm diabetic. He was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Did he give you a sample? Uh, No. Bummer. (laughs) I'm sure I could have gotten one if I like would have played him a little bit. But yeah, should have worked on that. Oh, well, Um, I don't know. But then I went to Hot Comics and got a Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got Commander Cody. Oh, we love Cody. (laughs) Um, I don't know. We don't have any special segments today. No, we don't. Should we do the time warp? Yes. All right. Let's get into it. Chibata bread. Okay, so deal, no deal, aired on March. Ugh, I can't do this. <laughs> March twenty seventh, two thousand and twenty. So we are once again in the midst of a pandemic. It's still the box by Roddy Rich, whatever the fuck that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's still no number one movie because. Nobody was going to any movies at this point. Um, so uh, in the previous episode on Mo's email, Mo had mentioned maybe we go back and we do some of the Ewok movies. Yeah. 
So I did pull Caravan of Courage, which was November 25th, 1984. But before we get to that, I did find a couple news nuggets for March 27th, 2020. Okay. Um, So we had mentioned in the previous episode, NATO. Remember our NATO discussion? (laughs) Yeah. Um, The The North Atlantic Treaty Treaty Organization. Organization. Yep. Uh, The 30th member joined NATO on March 27th, 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. Do you know who that is? Belarus? North Macedonia. Oh, okay. Heavy hitters. Yeah. (laughs) Heavy hitters. Bring it in the big guns. I don't know, Trump. Are they paying their fair share? (laughs) Remember that when he kept just saying that shit? He's like, I'm going to pull a fair share. Oh, God. I did hear someone compare today, like, I saw someone talking about how, like, they were basically equating NATO to, like, a mob charging countries for yes. protection. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's basically what we're doing. Yeah. Like, a lovely country you got here. It'd be a shame if something happened <laughs> yeah. to it. Just slip, grease the wheels a little bit. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to worry about your popsicle stand getting <laughs> shut down. <laughs> um, okay, so that happened. And then there was also a... Um, so, uh, the Pope delivered a speech pope francis yes. delivered a speech a special blessing in an empty saint peter's square um and in this special bless- blessing he prayed for a quick end to the coronavirus pandemic <laughs> how did that turn out <laughs> oh, he's man. still waiting on hold with yeah the big guy god is apparently busy playing fortnite <laughs> <laughs> that's what the kids are playing still right yeah yeah um so yeah that's your uh march 27th 2020 in the news it's it's it does not feel like it's been that long since that's happened almost like, two years yeah it's coming close it's like these last two years have not happened no they it's haven't nuts oh it's weird wild wacky <laughs> stuff okay so that being said, Caravan of Courage first aired on ABC on November 25th, 1984. Oh, Thanksgiving fun, huh? Yeah. So, we have, obviously, a new number one song, and we also have a new number one movie. Which one do you want to do first? Let's do the... Let's do the song first. <sighs> this singer died on Christmas Day, uh, 2016. Oh. Um, shit. He's part of this group. I know I'll I'll recognize it as soon as you say it, but like any other clues? He was a frequent partner of Elton John. Oh, it's um uh 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 George Michael. George Michael, who is a member of Wham. Wake me up before you go, go. Don't leave me hanging on like a yo-yo. Wake me up before you go, go. I don't want to I didn't say that with enough gumption. Yeah. Wham! Wham! Because they got the exclamation point. Who's the other wham guy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what other wham guy's up to. Do you think he's touring? I guarantee he's touring like casinos. I would love to do a random survey. Just go up to people and like name two members of Wham. <laughs> yeah. Watch everyone <laughs> be like George Michael. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm so confident nobody would get it that I would be like for a million dollars. Handshake agreement. Here's your contract. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, The Jitterbug. Yeah. That is your number one song That's in America song. on November 25th, 1984. I was, I was a wee little baby boy then. You weren't even born yet. Nope. That was a little nugget. 
A little fat baby <laughs> just crawling around. <laughs> um, okay, we do have a new number one movie as well. Now, this is a spinoff of a popular superhero that we actually mentioned on the previous episode as well. Oh. Speaking of NATO, I did specifically reference this superhero, um, this superhero, but this is a spinoff of that superhero. Spinoff? So did Jimmy Olsen get his own movie? You're, you're on the right track, but no, Jimmy Olsen did <sighs> not get his, right, his own movie. And it's not a sequel. It's a spin-off. It's a spin-off, and Chris Reeve was supposed to play a cameo, but apparently it didn't work out. Shit. Did they make a Lex Luthor movie? No. It's a superhero. It's not an anti-hero. Oh. Fuck, I don't know. It's Supergirl. Oh. The I cousin of Superman. I did not realize they made a movie about yep. that in the 80s. Number one for one week. Wow. Let's check that out. Who played Supergirl? I don't know. I okay. bet you she was a saucy minx, though. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your time warp for Caravan of Courage. So we'll have to do the, I forget what the other one's called, the Battle for Endor, I believe it's called. Yeah. So I think we'll do that next episode. Okay. And then we're out of fucking shit out of luck again. We'll I'm going to have to figure something. something else out, man. It's going to be one of those years. Okay. Seasons, I should say, not years. Uh, should we get into the episode? Yes. All right, let's do it. Do it. I too once fell under the spell of opium. It was 1979. I was traveling the Yangtze in search of a Mongolian horsehair vest. I got to the market after sundown. All of the clothing traders had gone, but a different sort of trader still looked about. Just a tasty scent. <laughs> No Deal, Season 7, Episode 6. Season 7, Episode 6, Deal, No Deal. Very exciting. So, where we left off, um, we had the uh, Destroyer Droids, I guess we'll call them, and you did post that gift today, thank you yes, for posting. Yes, I did. <laughs> Very exciting stuff. Um, but Ahsoka still is uh, fixing up her bike, I guess, so this is probably like directly after that episode. Um, I thought she said that it was just the sparker that was wrong, but apparently they found some underlying issues. Well, she was working on it, and she's like, oh, well, if you need money, you might be in luck here because I need a new sparker. And then uh, Trace was like, well, I only got one sparker, and it's in this no, fucking that, that's right. ship that's probably worth 200,000 credits. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so broke. <laughs> like, if she would just sell the ship, they'd be set for a while. Oh, man. yeah. I mean, you could you could uh, you could pay off the laundromat. I I said the Martez sh sisters. I tweeted they should stop running grifts and just open a nice hot dog stand. No kidding. Mm. They're running too many grifts. They could establish a nice. That's like one of the. It's like it's like Seinfeld or George where yeah. Jerry's like I have a friend if he worked half as hard at a job that he does as being unemployed like he'd get promoted no problem. Yeah. It's the same um, type of thing. Like, they could be entrepreneurs and, like, 
actually established well, I can respect Trace wanting, you know, she's worked hard for the ship. And yeah. It was yeah. kind of like her goal. So I can respect that end of it. But it's like Rafa just brings grifting to the table. Yes. And she drags poor Trace along. This episode makes me think that Trace might not be the brightest bulb on the tree. Oh, so- <laughs> we'll get to it. So maybe I'm thinking Trace might not be the one calling the shots. I mean, I wouldn't even say brightest bulb on the tree. This is some, like, toddler-level fucking shit. (laughs) It's like, what were you doing? This made me completely, like, reposition where I think she is age-wise. I I thought she was, like, 21. Yeah. 22. I was like, wait, is she eight? Yeah. (laughs) She's, she's like, literally 10 years old. Yes! We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. It is wild. It's nuts. It is weird. It is wacky. When you put them together in the right order, that's weird, wild, <laughs> wacky, and you know what that is? It's stuff. So, uh, where we're starting off, though, Ahsoka is working on her bike, and Trace is kind of poking her head in there, and like, hey, well, where are you going after this? You know, kind of trying to figure out what Ahsoka's plans ultimately are. It's going to be our first clip of the episode. Um, I only, it's about two minutes long. I don't know. I was going to keep the whole thing, but it just, it ran too long, so we'll just describe what happens afterwards, but we'll get to it here. The shop Rafa owns... She wanted gambling so she could use it as a front for her schemes. Where'd you get the ship? This? This is me. I did odd jobs, mech work, whatever I could to make some credits, and assembled it piece by piece. All that, plus Rafa chipping in. And now I've got myself a starship. Impressive. No, impressive is coming up. Once the Silver Angel revs up its hyperdrive. The Silver Angel? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just never heard a name like that before. Wait, you're saying it's a bad name? Hey, it's your ship. You call it what you want. All right, so maybe I didn't do the best job of picking clips for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Just two minutes of fucking monotonous dialogue. (laughs) I almost fell asleep. Do we have to cut that? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll cut it down a bit. Maybe I'll cut it down a bit. Okay, so if you're listening to this, that was originally like two minutes long. (laughs) We cut it down to like 30 seconds. I stopped paying attention 15 seconds into it. Yeah, I was checking my hinge. Um, (laughs) Oh, there's some saucy mixes out there. Just a tasty (laughs) set. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so Ahsoka's going to decide to hang out for a bit and just kind of help Trace with the shit. It is. It's got to be weird for Ahsoka. Like Ahsoka, up until this point, hasn't had friends per se. <laughs> like yeah. she's only been hanging out with like Anakin and Obi Wan. Yeah. The closest thing she's had is Barris, and we all know how that turned out. Oh, it's a good for her for not having trust issues right after this. That is true. Yeah. Um, and she does still have like a very good assessment skills of things that are going on. Like Ahsoka, Ahsoka is the adult in the room yes. with the Martez sisters. Yes. By far. She is like she is what I have often described myself as, which is like cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Like I don't want to be pessimistic. I hate being negative, but I'm not gonna be like a pie eyed optimist. It's like be optimistic, but just cautious about it. Yeah, I mean I don't know, like would you consider me a pessimist? Yeah. 
I'm a pessimist. Depends right? on the day. Depends on the day. What yeah. am I today? You fluctuate. What am I today? <laughs> I don't know. You <laughs> haven't you haven't texted me and <laughs> and said everything sucks. So I did say, say everything is terrible right before I hit record. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I meditated for a half an hour today. Ah, I found some binaural beats that I put on, and I was nice. just yeah. I felt like I was ascending to a higher plane. Yeah, it was very exciting. Gotta reach that nirvana, baby. Um, yeah. I don't know, but like as I was meditating, I kept coming back to like maybe I just need to like do positive affirmations more. Yeah, just say like, what are my intentions? What do I want, and how can I achieve them? Yeah, and so my intentions are: this podcast is going to be a success. <laughs> yep, I like the pod. That's all I like. It's quality, baby. It's a good one. Yeah, ah! <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, it's a boshuda. Oh yeah. Thank you. Now we're going to have to use a lot of sound effects to get through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much meat on this bone. <laughs> uh, no, but I think, uh, no, I'm going to start doing positive affirmations. I'm going to meditate every day, and I'm just going to say to myself while I'm meditating, like, what do I want? How can I get it? Yeah. See, that's the problem. I can never figure out, anytime I'm pressed on the question, what do you want? That's the question I have the hardest time answering. What do you want? I I have no fucking idea. You want idea. the pod to be successful. Well, of course. That's what I want. Yeah. I want the pod to be successful. Absolutely. And honestly, if you would ask me a year ago, like, would show us where we are now, oh, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. We got people. Yeah. Oh, we got clone Castanovas. We got some lady in France that I'm afraid we're going to lose. I'm afraid we're going to lose Zet Jukasa, though, our down under. Oh, really? Yeah, because he... Uh, it is a fascist state down there. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> no, I don't think we're actually losing Zet Jukasa, but... He did say something along the lines like he will not accept Martez slander. And I don't know how I'm going to get through this episode without <laughs> without slandering them. I don't think I can do it. Hey, I feel like I defended them last episode. I feel like I made the case for like why they're there. I didn't shit on them. No, I I gave them the benefit that their new characters were learning a lot about them. But they don't show me much in this one. I feel like we have both been very generous when it comes to some of the other podcasts and other reviews of this arc. Yeah. I'm sure this arc got shit on by some people. Yes. Um, but we are going to give the Martez sisters a fair trial. Um, I just will say <laughs> this episode doesn't do them any favors. Yeah. It gets a little rough. Yes, it does. So let's get on with it. Um, so right after Ahsoka decides to stand for a bit, Rafa shows up and Rafa's like, hey, you know, I hired a crew for a job, but it fell apart and I'm going to need a pilot. Trace immediately gets like super pissed. Like, why didn't you ask me to be the pilot? You know, what the hell? Does her ship run at this point? Oh, we're about to find out. Right. I was under the impression it didn't. Though. That's what I but thought. But suddenly like, oh, the hyperdrive works and we're taking it. But but yeah, so Trace was really upset that she was not chosen to be the pilot for this mission. Um, but after some hand rigging and, uh, you know, Rafa just being like, yes, you're a great pilot, this and that, um, Trace agrees. Um, Rafa is being very hush-hush about the nature of this mission. Like, she's like, I'll tell you when we're on our way. Like, she won't tell Ahsoka anything. Um, as Trace is getting on the ship, Rafa walks with her and she's like, we can count on anyone. So, or, we can't count we can't, on anyone, yeah. so we count on ourselves. And, like, I don't know. She's building this, like, real, like, 
I don't, I don't, she's not a good role model for her sister. This whole arrangement seems to be a real good situation for Rafa, not so much for Trace. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it's very clear that Rafa does not trust Ahsoka yet. It's like, um, yeah, yeah, Rafa is the one that keeps telling you we can't trust anyone, so we have to trust family. It's easy for her to say that when she is your only family yeah. member. She's the dictator in this yeah. relationship. Um, but yeah, so Trace gets on the ship. Rafa ends up girling Ahsoka as Ahsoka's about to board. She's like, well, so what are you after? Everybody's after something. like, And I, that's fine, but not when it comes to my sister, this and that. And Ahsoka's like, hey, I'm just here to like help out and make sure you guys don't get in trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were saying like you're surprised Ahsoka doesn't have trust issues. Yeah. It's like, Speaking of trust issues, yeah. Rafa's... There you go. A little rough. Yeah. Um, so eventually, like, she's just whatever. They board and uh, they go into the cockpit and Trace is there getting set up. And uh, Rafa also shits on the Silver Angel name. Um, nobody likes the Silver Angel name. Apparently. Apparently not. Um, I don't think it's that bad. That's fine. Yeah. I think it was like, I mean, they could have, if you wanted to make it something where it's just like everybody's like, oh, that's terrible. You got to change that. You could have picked a million other things. Yeah. Like Duck's asshole, you know? <laughs> Just anything else like silver angel that's fine you know i don't think that's bad at all no like why would anyone ha- take issue with that name i mean it's not the millennium falcon no that's a number one yeah but i'll give it a solid c plus b minus you know yeah a silver angel that's about like something that i'd probably come up with maybe yeah. we should name our cars i don't see i don't what do you s- want to name your truck name your truck right now five oh four three Two, one, name it. That's your big boy. That's your big boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to do one. I got to do one. I got to do one. Uh, I have called my truck. I know. I know. I know. Get me. Get. Yeah. Yeah. What's your What's yours? The Jetta is the Diatoban. <laughs> <laughs> I have called my truck the big fuck off truck before. No, oh, no. Just because it's like yeah. re- it's ridiculous how big that thing is. You need to start like uh, you need to put some bumper stickers on that bad boy. I have wanted. I think I've brought it up on the pod before. I have wanted to go the exact opposite direction you would expect with a truck, and like get a huge decal for the entire back window that's just a giant hammer and sickle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a Hillary 2024 bumper sticker. Yeah, like that type. Did of you shit. see the truck that I posted the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the entire thing is covered in, like, American flag yeah. and, like, We the People stuff. Yep. Like, I bet you that guy's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's racist? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yep. <laughs> so I'm uh, out at Target. Yeah. Um, no one that gets that rap is getting out and is like, let's think about this from a balanced approach. Yeah. You know what's wild? Like, if I go to the Target right by my house here, more of, like, the city, um, people are masking, you know, all oh, this yeah. stuff. If I go out like 15 miles northwest, yeah, like it is just like it's fucking the wild west. Like nobody gives a shit at all. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's completely different worlds. Yeah, just like 15 miles. Yeah, it's nuts. It's weird, wild, wacky stuff. <laughs> wacky. Um. So yeah, Rafa shits on the Silver Angel name. Ahsoka's like, yeah, that's what I told her. I'm like, what's wrong with this name? Yeah, she's a fucking ten year old about to fly you on a mission. <laughs> Maybe you guys should like be a little. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's yeah. give her a little leeway. Yeah, she's a ten-year-old with a broccoli haircut. Yeah, man, that hair. <laughs> like I know what they're going for on the side, but the top of it because they use like what's that stuff you you talked about when you were, you would talk about Obi Wan's beard, the cake stuff fondant fondant. Yeah, it looks like fondant. You know, it's Swirly. like it does not move. Yeah. Like it does not move. Um, so. 
They take off, and Rafa immediate or Trace immediately fucks up and gets them into the military lane, and we got gunships, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where is it? Uh, yeah! <laughs> I think you should open it on air right now. No. Let's see how many bags are in that thing. Maybe we'll open it at the end of the episode. Okay. All right. Should we do that at the end of the episode? Yeah, let's do it. We're going to have to clear off some room on the table here. Crack that seal. Okay, we'll crack the seal at the end of the episode. So, Ultimate Collector Series uh, Republic Gunship is being opened. Yeah. And I'm committing to buy it. I can't return it once I open it. Yeah. Do I want to open it? Yeah. Okay, we'll open it at the end of the episode. I'll think about it. Maybe. (laughs) Anyways, so Trace immediately gets them into the military lane instead of the civilian lane. Um, so they're just like following a bunch of gunships straight towards this fucking <laughs> yeah, straight towards door. a destroyer. Um, and they start getting hailed by the commander of this ship, this Jedi cruiser. And it's it's Admiral Yolaren. Yeah. Old Yolaren's back in action. Um, and it's going to be our next clip, and we get a uh, little cameo from an old friend of ours that I haven't seen in a while. Don't answer that. This is a Silver Angel. What can I do for you? Have you lost your mind? This is military airspace. Civilian transports are not authorized to be in this sector. I'll have your star pilot license for this. License? Do I need one of those? Uh, sorry. So, so sorry. Um, it won't happen again. Just... Teaching my youngest sister to fly. Oh, you're teaching me to fly. That's a laugh. Who is this? What's your license number? Just get in the transport lane and fly. Who is on board that transport? Oh, just some rookie pilots, apparently on their first maneuvers. I was just about to send a detachment to arrest them. Anakin senses Ahsoka. Yep. And they literally, like, fly right by the bridge. Yeah. So this is the closest Anakin and Ahsoka been in a while. Should I send a detachment, General? No. It's nothing. Poor Anakin. Um, yeah. I felt bad for him for a second. Oh, I did too. Yeah. And then you remember that he murdered children. Yeah. <laughs> a few short months from now. That Skywalker. <laughs> Man. When did Yolaren turn into such a dick? I think they were trying to build up, like, build up, uh, you know, Imperial Yolaren. Yeah. Because he was always just kind of the normal, yeah. you know, agreeable type. In the first episode yeah. that we watched with Admiral Trench. Where's like, that uh, Where's that drunken Scottish guy that crashed yeah. the ship? Remember that guy? Yeah, speaking of fondant. He yeah. Had a fondant beard. <laughs> that guy rocked. <laughs> I miss that guy. What was his name? Oh, I don't remember. Scottish guy. He was great. Yeah, but Yolaren's always been, like, nurturing and nice. And... Yeah, I think he's just tired, man. He is starting to look a little old. War will do that to a person. It's still wild that there's still, like, 20 years to go until A New Hope. I know. This guy just never takes a break, this Yolaren. Um, it's also, it. the scene shadows uh, Return of the Jedi a lot, where... I'm endangering the mission. Yes. Yeah. Admiral Piat saying like yeah. i was about to clear them and vader saying no let them go yeah like it's yeah very similar every now and then i don't know for all the anakin hate that i lob out there every now and then i just feel bad for the fucking guy oh yeah you know that line that you sent me today i'm gonna read it yeah let's read it um it's from, it's from the novel it's from the revenge of the sith novel and somebody attributed it to like um to george lucas this is they said it was george lucas like 
dialogue that he cut out of yes. the movie. This no, this is from Matthew Stover, and this is the Revenge of the Sith novelization. Obi Wan talking to Padme. I mean, George should have, like, he should have done reshoots to get this. Oh, line absolutely. In there. It is. It adds so much to the Padme Obi Wan conversation. But this is Obi Wan when he goes to visit Padme when he's concerned about Anakin. He says, I am not blind, Padme, though I have tried to be for Anakin's sake and for yours. Anakin has loved you since the day you met in that horrible junk shop on Tatooine. He's never even tried to hide it, though we do not speak of it. We pretend that I don't know. And I was happy to because it made him happy. You made him happy when nothing else ever truly could. How do you not that that's. Oh, yeah. I mean, that hits, man. Yeah. That's great dialogue. Yep. Um. Anyways, that has nothing to it. But just reading that, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. And, and that's why I said, after I read it, I was like, Obi-Wan is a fucking legendary friend. Yes. He's a great friend. Yeah. And unfortunately, like, um, you know, I mean, you could say one thing. You could say Obi-Wan, you know, overlook things, this and that. and But that's just blaming Obi-Wan and not putting the blame on Anakin's shoulders squarely. Well, and I, I hate that. Yeah. I, it's Anakin's fault. It's nobody else's fault but Anakin's fault. I also think the Jedi Order holds a little bit more blame than Obi-Wan, the person. <laughs> yes, and his kind of commitment to the Order. Yes. But it's nobody's fault but Anakin. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you can you can say things happen, this and that, with various characters. At the end of the day, it's all Anakin's yeah. fault. He had every opportunity in the world to not slay children and innocent Jedi and, you know. Yeah. It's all Anakin's fault. Yep. And um, so, you know, I've, I've always kind of said, like, Obi-Wan's big downfall was his, like, blind spot. And it's like, you know what? I'm, I, if, when I read that line again today, I was like, I'm just giving up on that. Yeah. I, it, like, I, I think Obi-Wan is fucking the closest to an infallible character. Well, and we we've, all, we've all done things or ignored things just because, you know. For good intentions, but it might not be, in the long run, the best thing to do. Yeah. Like, we've all done things like that. But I don't think Obi-Wan ever thought this. No, 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 no. Like, he never thought Anakin was capable of that. Yeah. You know? And, like, the Sand People stuff, that was kept under wraps. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Obi-Wan had no idea about that. Yep. Or did he? No, he didn't know about that. Maybe later he figured it out, but I don't know. <laughs> Once he talked to a couple of sand people on Tatooine, he put yeah. pieces together. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, hey, no. That that sword you're carrying around, we've seen one of those before. <laughs> um, That might actually, I'd have to, is that mentioned in Kenobi? I'm trying to remember. I see, this is why I read that too many books. That would be interesting. This is why I read too many books. I forget um, things. Also, did you notice, like, it looks like they did a complete reskin on Anakin. Yeah, and, he does. And Yolaren. I mean, he still looks the same, but all the characters in season seven look polished. Yes, on a certain extent. Yeah. Um, like Ahsoka, you did say the Liku got longer or yep. Montreal's got longer, um, but Ahsoka for the most part looks about yeah. spot yep. on where she was. But yeah, Anakin definitely his hair has grown. Yep. He's his he's, facial structure looks a little bit different, it's more defined. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I wouldn't say more defined because he's got a very rigid cheekbones in the original animation. He just looks more smoothed out. He looks more human. It's like the animators uh, like are trying to bridge the gap between the old Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. They're like trying to find a middle ground in there. Yeah. And they're trying to add a little bit more realism to the animation, yeah. I believe. You know, um, and I have seen the Bad Batch episodes, and I do remember noticing, like, Obi-Wan looks older. Yeah. 
you know, Obi-Wan looks a little different. Yep. Like, it's it's kind of like uh, the Simba thing with the Mufasa and Lion King that I mentioned before. When I was a kid, I was always like, now they look exactly the same, but they don't. Yeah. There's, like, just a few, like, facial things that are just a little tweaks here yep. and there that, like, make a big difference. So you can tell it's the same character. It's just they've done a few minor things that change it up quite yeah. a bit. Um, but, yeah, as a kid when I was dumb, you know, fucking Trace is out there flying starships when she's 10. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I'm, like, pausing it on Mufasa and, like, looking at my VHS tape of, like, Simba. And I'm like, okay, where are they different there? Okay, his hair's hanging down a little there. Mufasa's got a little bit darker eyebrows. Whereas Trace is flying spaceships. Yeah. Whatever. As a 10-year-old. As a... We have to assume she's 10, right? I'm assuming. After this, I... Like you, I could have swore she was... I don't know. 17 before this. But after this episode... At the youngest, I would have said 17. I was literally thinking of, like, 20s. Yeah. This episode, like, after this, it's like, oh, no, she's, like, in adolescence. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... Have they made it clear, like... Is this their first time off world? Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing. Like, I didn't play the full clip, but Trace goes so far as to say, like, oh, I've never actually even flown a ship. And then she says she's flown speeders before. And Ahsoka's like, what? You've never flown a ship? She's like, well, I've flown speeders and stuff, like, around course. But she's never flown a spaceship. And they're just like, yeah, let's go do this. It's it's insane. If this is their first time off planet, it seems way too casual. Like in Force Awakens, I would be freaking out. Force Awakens, I thought did a a very good job demonstrating like Ray when oh, they yeah. get to that planet and she's like I didn't think there was this much Maz Kanata's place. I didn't think there was this much green in the entire yeah. universe. Like that's a perfect line to encapsulate like she's never been off that planet before. And these two just seem to be like, yeah, whatever. There's some stars. There's the planet from up here, I guess. Yeah. No, it's it, they seem very casual. It's like it's old hat to them. Yeah. Or another well done version of that is Bad Batch episode two, I think. Oh yeah. When they go to Slukamai and Omega. Aso- Omega gets off, and yeah. you're just like, I remember we talked. I raved about that. Touching scene. grass. Touching grass, and just like the the pure joy and amazement. Yeah. You get none of that here, so. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they've been off planet before, but I mean, outside of that, the fact that she's never flown a starship. Yeah, and it's, I don't know. It like, I I don't know. I guess there are some people that maybe are like that, but like, well, even, I mean, I, I don't know. We don't know the principles of flying. Like, even if how I, similar is it to a speeder? But you I know? like even I think like if I go to like a state I've never been to, like if I go to Texas. I will go into a Target and be like, oh, that's different here. Yes. And I find, like, amazement in those small little, like, oh, my God, this is yeah. different. And people live here, and this is what they go by on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And it's like, there, I, I imagine there are people that just aren't that amazed by that. Sure. Which is sad, but. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, when I go to a different state, like not like Wisconsin, but when you go further south or west or east and any state just, that you've never been, been yeah. to before it's it, it's interesting yeah yeah and i don't know there doesn't seem to be any of that with no. them they just seem i don't know we don't really know their history though i mean they could have been travelers with their parents for all we know maybe we'll find out maybe we'll find out um so i just thought it was nuts that she's literally never flown a spaceship before yeah like you never even took this thing out for a test run and we're just gonna fucking go like galactic travel here yeah Weird, wild, wacky stuff. Um, 
So Trace gets the coordinates from Rafa and they jump into hyperspace. Like, how many books did she read on like traveling at light speed? Yeah. Seems very dangerous to just be like, oh, here we go. Yep. I, you know. And then she left the parking brake on. Yeah, so. <laughs> Halfway through the thing. When too. they go into hyperspace, the fucking thing's like shaky. And Ahsoka's like, oh, this is, this is kind of a. This is kind of a rough ride, you know. It's like the it's like the fucking it's like the ride at the fucking county fair that needs to be greased. And yeah. one of the fucking one of the carts is about to fly off and kill a it's bunch a of people. <laughs> yeah. Some meth head yeah. just assembled it a couple yeah. hours ago. Did I ever tell the story of the meth head at the state fair? I th- maybe. Where he made fun of me for being a fat kid? I think I did. <laughs> yeah, <you> did. <laughs> Son, you could use a few diet cokes. That asshole. What a prick. Um, but yeah, while they're in, okay, this is when we find out while they're in hyperspace and it's shaky, we find out that trace has never actually piloted anything but speeders. Yes. And they're flying in a giant freighter at light speed when Ahsoka finds this out. Um, so we find out that the ship is shaky in hyperspace because the air brake was left on, which I guess is kind of like a parking brake. (laughs) I'm assuming. And she's like, oh, that was bad. And turns back. So, um, so they drop out of hyperspace, and Ahsoka realizes where they're going, and they're going to the planet of Kessel. And after I watched this episode, I immediately watched Solo. Oh! Just because I was like, ah, I should probably watch Solo. How was it on the rewatch? Oh, it's a good one. That, <laughs> that Phoebe Bridgers is a laugh a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so was Donald Glover fucking that thing, or what? I don't think so. They were in love. It, it was like. interesting. Yes. It, you know, I kind of, you know. I don't think they're fucking, but he definitely had a, an emotional tie to it. Yes. You know? Um, yeah. But that Phoebe Bridgers, she's a trickster. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they go to Kessel, and Ahsoka's like, we're going to Kessel? And, and like, Trace is just like, baby, just like, well, what, what? You know, and Ahsoka's like, it's a legendary place for corruption yeah. and this and that. I immediately and, wrote down, looks like they're getting into the spice game. Yeah. <laughs> And Raph is like, we're just picking up medicine or something like that. She's like, Rafa, what are we transporting? She goes, uh, medicine. Yeah. So very clearly, you know, bullshitting. Um, so I don't know. I found it odd, though. They go in. They go into Kessel when they come into the atmosphere. They go into like this pleasant part. Yeah. Of Kessel. It's like the rich affluent, like um, the rich forests of Middle Earth. And there's yeah. like a palace that they go and dock at. So and it's beautiful. Kessel is very interesting in Star Wars because it it is one of the biggest changes between Legends and canon. Because in Legends, Kessel was like almost like an asteroid type planet. Like it, it looked like it was the shape of a potato. It wasn't spherical. It didn't look like a planet. It looked more like an asteroid. Okay. And it was just like a... a pit of just sand that was a mining colony sure and like the empire once the empire took it over they turned it into a prison colony slash mining colony like spice always came from there but like somewhere in between like so legends like prison and canon, there. they like turned it into a legitimate planet sure and like changed some stuff around with it well i think they're kind of true to that atmosphere at the mines yeah um but it's still a planet yes yeah. um but yeah i mean We'd never seen this side of Kessel. Like we, I saw Kessel and Solo. Now Solo came out. Yeah, Solo came out yeah. before this, and yep. that was just like a really grim, <laughs> you know, depressing. And I also th- was thinking, like, I'm sure they had plenty of like concept art left over from Solo. Yeah. So they were just like, yeah, sure, let's 
reuse yeah. some of that. So yeah, they go to the pleasant pleasant side. It's like the planet's split down the middle, like I, pleasant side, I can't unpleasant side. What's what hemisphere is good and what hemisphere is bad? But one of the hemispheres is like this rainforest. That's very pristine mm-hmm. and like this royal family kind of like well, over like it was the split planet. vertically. Oh, really? Is that? Yeah, it looked like oh, it was okay. like a vertical split. I don't know. I couldn't really see the southern hemisphere, but like on the top on the, you know, the northern hemisphere, it looked like that was split vertically. Like okay. the left, like the west, I guess, was like lush. Yeah. And then like the east, you could see was like this like poopy looking fucking place. Right. So it is interesting. And like the other thing that I heard online they were talking about the legends version of kessel and it talked about the mines themselves and mm-hmm. like where the spice comes from and apparently there are like three different native species to kessel and this is legends not canon but yeah. like one of them is this like crazy mutant spider type thing the other one is like a small insect and then the third is this like weird like energy creature Hell yeah. Um, it's <laughs> energy in, creature. In like uh, somewhere in Legends, I don't know what book, but they talked about the Celestials in oh. Star Wars. Put these. That's getting into like deep. Yeah. yeah. So whoever wrote these Legends novels had to at some point do some psilocybin. But they were talking about how like the Celestials put these energy creatures on Kessel and Kessel was a doorway between the the material realm and the celestial realm and these spiders on kessel made webs inside of these mines or pits or whatever and these spiders were the one thing that could catch the energy creatures mm-hmm. and so when they catch the energy creatures the energy creatures would leave this like i forget what it's called like uh uh some kind of like glitter behind in the web and that's what they're actually mining and that's what the spice is okay it's this like leftover remnant that is very silmarillion yeah um like the celestial you know like um the, there's arda i don't let's not get into lord of the rings but that some of those elements are definitely borrowed but this from, so that uh, explanation answers we'll get to it but i had a big question that like if it was something like that yeah i would understand that answers my question we'll get to it okay um so they land at this like palace and dock there and they're greeted by a bunch of guards and a twi'lek uh, a red twi'lek uh do we have a name on him yes i didn't get it um uh, it is kanash kanash lock okay so kanash is like the uh Major Domo for this king. They say Major Domo. Yeah. He's the Major Domo for this king. The Yar... Uh, Yarbua. Yarboa? Yaruba. Yaruba. That's Yaruba. what it is. Yaruba. Yaruba family. He's the Major Domo for the king. And this is the people that they are going to be transporting spice for. Um, but they are first brought into this like large feast in this huge dining hall. We get in this dining hall and we see a share. We see a uh, share boyfriend from Andoran. It's like they brought all the Andorans to Kessel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're gonna have a clip here where it's just Rafa, Trace, and Ahsoka, and uh, I already forgot his fucking name. They're gonna be chatting it up here. And um, Kanish, Kanish. Okay, here we go. So, when is the king showing? He leaves matters like this to me. However, if you show yourself to be dependable. 
You will have the opportunity to meet His Royal Highness. We won't disappoint. I've got one of the fastest ships around. What kind of medicine are we transporting? The essence of the medicine. You will deliver three containers of unrefined spice. Upon satisfactory delivery, you will be awarded a full shipment and a contract to transport for us on a continual basis. You may as well get that contract ready. Because <laughs> we've got the fastest ship around. They know, Trace. We're working for a king. Many things can be made out of spice, and they're not all good. I'm not sure what you mean. In this time of war, our spice is refined into a medicine that saves people across the galaxy. The Yoruba family of Kessel has always been a promoter of health and happiness across the stars. Now come, Ms. Martez. Let us get the spice into this very fast ship. Okay, so they're transporting spice. <laughs> Ahsoka is, you know, Ahsoka's seen. She's been around. She's seen things. She I, knows that spice typically isn't used for medicine. I wrote down immediately. I was like, oh, Kanish is working for the Sackler family of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's very shady shit. Yes. Just a tasty scent. <laughs> Just a tasty scent. Um. So yeah, Ahsoka is the only one really hesitant here. Trace is just happy to fly. This is the one moment where I was like, okay, this is accurate. If she's never been off planet before and she's like, yeah, just optimistic. But the she's fact like, that we're she working keeps... for a king. Yeah. And the fact that she keeps jumping in there and saying that and like, yes, I got the fastest ship around. Like she's 10. Yes. She's fucking yeah. 10. <laughs> she's either 10 or she has a severe learning disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, that's the entire her entire personality this episode. Yeah, social skills aren't great. No. No. Um so Ahsoka's like not feeling this though. So they head back to the ship and Ahsoka's like, hey, transporting spice is very dangerous. We gotta deal with like pirates, various things. It's not you know, like you guys aren't prepared for this sort of business. Yeah. Um Rafa's super defiant and just like Shakes off Ahsoka and just walks back into the ship. Um, Trace is just completely led around by her sister. Yep. Like, whatever Rafa says really defines Trace's worldview. Um, so Ahsoka continues to try to warn Trace, and she's just like, you're overthinking it. It'll be fine. There's a first time for everything, this and that. Um, so they are going to head to the spice mining area of Kessel and it gets grim as soon as they start heading that way. Yes. And Ahsoka's like, "Oh, so this is what they were talking about." Um and they get to the spice mining area and they're about to go land to load up the ship and they're looking down and you see all these like it looks I mean they're really high up, so it looks like little ants working and Trace is like, oh, Ahsoka, look at all those robots, this and that. Ahsoka's like, those aren't robots. Those are people. <laughs> yeah. And we get in, you know, a close-up shot after that. And sure enough, it's just like full-on slave labor. And Cher was just at dinner, but now she's in the middle of her slave labor camp. Yep. <laughs> they got Cher all over the place. They're like, hey, you're going to come to dinner, and then we're going to immediately transport you. <laughs> 
Just kidding. You do see some rando mandos working down there. Yep. But I saw kids. There was like yeah. child slave labor yep. going on at this fucking Well, and place. this is the thing that I was talking about before where my first thought was like why why are they using slaves when it seems like droids are a very viable alternative at this point. Like droids you don't have to feed them, you just plug them in, I'm assuming to a battery at some point. Yeah. Like I don't understand like why would you use people slave labor when you could just purchase droids and have them do the mining for you like i could i didn't understand that however dry droids require maintenance well i mean people require food and that yeah type but of they thing obviously too. don't value those lives so i don't think they're exactly providing them like great working conditions or like adequate food and drink i don't know i would think that droids at this point would like on the whole be cheaper than requiring human beings to like do this labor unless and this is what i was thinking of when i read that thing about like having to mine the spice from like these spider webs like if that is such a delicate process they may need like humans to do that type of work where droids don't have the dexterity to do that sure like that's why saffron is so expensive it's like the most expensive spice in the world here is because it's like it has to be like physically removed from a flower and yeah. like in order to harvest it. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I mean, they're definitely going with this. I mean, this is full on slave labor. Yes. They um, even have a Zigerian there just to send yeah. the message home. Yeah, they show you a Zigerian guy that just like, yeah, this is definitely slave labor. Yep. Like, Ahsoka's like, yeah, these are people, you know, and Rafa's like, oh, you know, they're just hired. <laughs> It's a volunteer thing. Like, yeah. Ahsoka's like, uh... And then Raph is finally... Like, finally, Raph is just like, you know, if it was slave labor, the Republic would not... Would make sure that this wasn't happening. Ahsoka's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And it, it's a good shot at the Republic. Like, they're just, like, letting this shit fly. The Republic's been letting it happen for quite some time. Yeah. I guess that's what happens when you have a fascist dictator in yeah. power. You know? Um, the other thing that I read... I, I heard when doing a little bit of research on legends kessel is after the battle of endor and after the fall of the empire guess who took over the spice of mines of kessel in legends star wars after when after the battle of Endor, after the fall of the empire two two plucky young entrepreneurs took over the spice mines of kessel han and chewbacca no close <laughs> Lando and Neen Yub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Apparently the story goes, they were like, oh no, this is still profitable. We're going to take it over and we're just going to pay them a fair, like, we're going to pay our labor a fair wage. Oh, okay. And according to legends, like, it turned into, like, these miners, it was such a lucrative business that they it was a job that people like sought out after a while. Oh really? So Lando and Neen Nub made a ton of credits from the spice mines of Kessel. Yeah. All right, let's hear for Lando, the good boss. Yeah. Good boss Lando. The working man's boss. Neen Nub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um well that's nice. I'm glad that in Legends, you know, people start getting a fair wage there. Sure. Lando's a man of the people. Yeah. You know, good for Lando. Um, so, yeah, um, 
we do get these robots like after they land and stuff they land in this area and all these robots like the people have to drag the spice up from the mine all the way to the top (laughs) over some giant stairs giant stairs (laughs) and then once they get up there then the robots take over and load it into the ships yeah this is the part that just bug bugs me because it's like this seems like a very inefficient process sure i can understand what you're saying yes um the, the robots that load on the ship look like Rock'em Sock'em robots. They do. Yeah. And I found it hilarious because after they were done loading, they all kind of just stood in a half circle. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> These robots, after like each robot was done loading the spice, they all got around in this like half circle in the background and just stared at each other at point blank range. Maybe we got it backwards. <laughs> maybe like the maybe the reason they have slaves is because the the droids have a strong union. Yeah, <laughs> so they did their work. Yeah. and now they require the droids are like, okay, I loaded my one ca- cargo of spice. Like I'm done. Like, now I, they're I, due yeah. for their 15 minute yeah. break, <laughs> and their 15 minute break is literally standing directly in front of each other and just like shutting down. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great little thing in the background. You just see them like, eh. <laughs> they're just standing there. I really wish they would have edited just one having a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, everything gets loaded up. You see Zygerian directing the loading of the ship. He hands a questus to Rafa, and she signs for it. So they got their load. Uh, Rafa continues to talk shit about Ahsoka to Trace. Like, I don't trust her, blah, 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 whatever. Um, they hop in the ship, they exit Kessel, and they jump into hyperspace. So I think, was it at this point, she says the line, she's not family. Like, I think she's talking to Trace. Something like that, yeah. It, it reminded me, like, yeah, sometimes family sucks. Yeah. Like, that's not a golden rule. Yeah, and you could be a better family member. Yeah. You know, maybe start working on your family skills. Definitely. So when they're in hyperspace, we find out where they're going, and they're going to the planet of Obadiah, and this causes some friction on the flight. Because as we all know, Obadiah is home to the Pikes. Uh, the Pikes, uh, notorious gangsters and um, uh, partisans of opium dens. Yeah. <laughs> Spice dens, really. Um, Who knew we'd be getting so much Pike time yeah, in a lot Star of, Wars? Dude, we've been so... <laughs> we're, like, we're on Pike overload between we this have, and Book of Boba we Fett. We've been inundated with the Pikes. Oh, these Pikes. Um, it's too bad that we lost uh, Purple Eye Pike. Yeah. Pink Eye Pike. That yeah. guy was fun. He was a fun guy. Oh, he had some peepers. He was just blasted as fuck. Just <laughs> yeah. like, hey, Jedi. <laughs> Let me get some boring guys. This guy got some headdress going on. Yeah. Um, I saved this clip. It's a longer clip. Maybe I'll have to edit this one down, too. <laughs> I don't know. Let's play it. They're, uh, but this is where Ahsoka overhears that they're going to Obadiah, and it causes... And this is where it really starts to show. I mean, Trace has kind of been awkward in social situations thus far. But what she pulls here, she is absolutely 10 years old. Yes. And her reasoning for it is like the reasoning of a 10-year-old. Yes. So here we go. Next stop, Obadiah, right? Obadiah indeed. Mark Krim better have my money waiting. Mark Krim? The Pike crime boss? Why am I not surprised you know about the Pikes? As a matter of fact... How do you know about the Pikes? I know you can't make a deal with them. Already did. Trace, how does she know so much? How do you know so much? I pay attention to the world around me. Like the fact that the Pikes are gangsters. Gangsters? What, like Pintu back on Coruscant? No, much worse. Galactically worse. They'll take your ship, your life, everything. My ship? 
while I took a job of Soka. She starts ruminating on that line about the ship. Yes, she does. This is bad, Trace. Rafa, what are they going to do to my ship? Nothing. See, this is why I didn't want you for this job. I wouldn't bring that up right now if I were you. Why not make the best of a bad situation and deliver this spice to some place that can use it for medicine? No one is because taking that my shit. Pay. And Trace and I have a lot of people on Coruscant waiting for money we owe them. No, you owe them, not her. Sisters take care of each other. We can't pay off debt with your morality. No one is taking my shit. Think of all the good you could do if we deliver the spice to someplace else instead of the pikes. Think of all the good you can do by helping us finish this job. I said, no one is taking my shit! She hits an eject button and all the cargo gets shot into hyperspace. What was that? Oh no. What, what did, did you, you do? do? I dumped the spice. You, you did, did what? what? Problem solved. Neither one of you gets your way, and I keep my ship. You're welcome. Of all the choices you can make, that is literally no the worst one. I can't believe this, but I agree with her. What? The spice gave us options. Now? Now we have a deal to deliver spice to an intergalactic crime syndicate and no spice to deliver. But I thought delivering spice to gangsters was a bad thing. Jesus. It is, but you have to pay them somehow. Right now, we owe the pikes. Then how is turning the spice into medicine going to solve anything? Well, that was more of an ethical debate. I hadn't figured out how to solve the pike problem yet. Oh, you two are just a pair, that's for sure. I'll tell you what, I can think of one way to pay off the pikes, and I'm standing in it. No one is touching my ship! You should have thought of that before you jumped 30,000 credits worth of spice into space. Stop it! Both of you! I said I didn't have it figured out yet. Oh, but you do now? We'll find out. Okay, so this decision is baffling. She, This is toddler shit. Yes! It's like somebody's like telling a five-year-old something is bad. And so that's that, you know, everything is just... It's a straight line to that. There's yeah. no black or white here. It's just like it's a it's an easy decision to make because it's bad. It is legitimately after this point, I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, is this the whole point of these two sisters? Like, is she twelve years old? <laughs> yes. Like I was legitimately thinking, like, is she like yes. twelve? Like she is forming a bond with Ahsoka, where where who is an older yeah. role model. Where is our prequel episode where, you know, Rafa has to go to the local Coruscant courts and, like, sign for full guardianship yes, yes. of Trace? Like, Because yeah. <laughs> there's only one explanation. Like, she's, like, 10 years old. Because this is seriously some, like, toddler-ass shit. Yeah. It's nuts. Like, oh, yeah, um, we'll just dump the spice out. I like, get, that solves anything. I get the fact that she is fixated on her ship. And she has a negative association now with Spice, but I still cannot make the connection of... Of how you go from that... Yes. ...to this. Yeah. And how that is going to make that any better. Right. It makes no sense. No. It's insane. Yeah. I... This scene is confounding. Yes. I don't get it. I do not understand it at all. It, the other thing is, like... I feel like there is a million other options they could use to get to the same conclusion. Yeah, saying like the writers, they could have come up with something that, 
Fuck, Ahsoka just accidentally bumping the button and dumping the spice <laughs> would have been better than yeah. this. I would have blown the ship up and be like, we were attacked. <laughs> we, we barely escaped with our lives. Like, the plan they come up with is to go to Yeah, and then Obadiah. why the fuck would you go? I would get the fuck out of there. Yes. This is a... This is the fucking Pikes. It's a big galaxy, and your ship is unregistered, so... Yeah, if you're not too familiar with the Pikes, they're gangsters on the level of the huts. Oh, like, yeah. if you cross them, they will fucking kill you. Yes. Like, by showing up there, they're basically saying, without the spice, they're basically, like, saying, yeah, well, we're open to the possibility that you might kill us. Yeah, but <laughs> not only that, but they're going, we're open to the possibility that you might kill us. Also, by the way, this is our faces. Yes. This is what we look like. Yes. And Hi. this is what the ship looks like. Yeah. Like, it, they, and they're known at this, but they're, like, they met with the fucking people on Kessel. They know who Rafa Martez is. Yeah. Like, yeah, Rafa's right. The only thing they have for collateral is that ship. Yeah. Like, you pretty much have to get rid of that ship or you die. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll find some way to get out of it in the next episode. It also, but. it also seems, I get it, like Trace has some kind of emotional attachment to the ship, but if they were to sell the thing, they could buy another ship. Like, it's apparently a fast ship. It's a cargo freighter, so I'm sure they could turn a profit on the thing. It's got low mileage. Yeah. The thing's never been taken out of the shop <laughs> until, this, until you do a spice run for the fucking pikes. Yeah. It's wild. It's nuts. How Ahsoka tripped across. Like, these two are some of the two most unique people in Coruscant. I love that how they went from last episode, she literally was running a grift where she was making counterfeit droids, to <laughs> we're going to run a fucking drug smuggling yeah. mission. We're going to become a drug mule for one of the largest crime cartels yeah. in the galaxy. This is like this is exactly like if you're playing some kind of RPG open world game, yeah. and there's a side mission where you like escort someone through the beginning city but you bypass that and wander to like the edge of the <laughs> yeah. map to do one of the most advanced yes. side missions possible this is like playing ocarina of time and running straight for gerudo valley yes like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just somehow crossing that gorge <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it is yep. it's nuts it's crazy and the fact that it on its face is crazy and then just dumping it out like what is she thinking yeah i i can't wrap my mind around this yeah. episode and ahsoka too at this point it's like ahsoka you know better than this like what are you doing with ahsoka's this? whole idea was like we can use the spice for good and give it to like medicine or something it's like okay that makes sense but then they're still marked by the pikes yes like, are you going to defend them forever? Well, and I do feel like they did a good job of putting an explainer in for that, where Trace pushed Ahsoka on that, and Ahsoka was like, well, we I had options. I least. hadn't figured that part out yet. Yeah. And I like, like how Ahsoka's like, well, it was like a philosoph philosophical yeah, question. Yeah, it was like, like an ethical dilemma. Yeah, that's that's just going in and out of that. She is not, re none of this is registering with Trace. Like, all Trace is registering is like, fast ship is good. I must hold on to it. Yes. You know, like it's it's a child. It's crazy. Ugh. Anyways, so Ahsoka, they drop out of hyperspace. I would have got. I would have dropped out immediately and been like, "All right, we're going straight back to fucking Coruscant. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna fake our deaths." Like that's like the only option. Yeah. 
is faking or, their deaths. Or let's jump into hyperspace backwards and grab the net. We're going to get as yeah. much spice as we can. <laughs> yeah. One of the robots shut down early due to a mandated break and dumped like half of it out. So you only get like half the load. Take it up with Kessel. I'm sorry. Something. Yeah. Anything. But the plan that Ahsoka comes up with, let's get to it. So they drop out of hyperspace and they go straight into Obadiah and Doc. I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do? So um, Ahsoka's been telling them about her plan. Rafa and Trace are not feeling it, but Ahsoka's like, don't worry. I got a trick or two. So they dock at Obadiah and they're greeted by a pike brigade. And there's like this head pike that's going to come up and talk to him. He's got like, um, he's not as cool looking as the last pike leader that we saw. The guy yeah. with the, he's not as cool as pink eyes. He's got some, he's got some like peacock feathers yeah. around his headdress. <laughs> yeah. He's, he must be the new guy in charge there. Marg, Marg Krim is yeah. his name. I don't know. Maybe he's like the envoy for whoever the leader is right now. Because I, I feel like the leader of the Pikes wouldn't show up on the dock to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, do this. Um, but it's going to be our next class. So it's Rafa, Trace, Ahsoka, and Marg Krim. And I, I, the plan literally... I mean, I, let's play the clip and then we can talk about what the plan really was. I assume that you had no trouble transporting the spice from Kessel? Not at all. This is one of the smoothest jobs I've ever had. It's the only mm, job. Good. If anything had happened, it would have been very unfortunate for you. Here is your payment. Now, let us take a look at that cargo. You don't trust me? I mean, you hired me. I don't trust anyone who isn't a pike. Now who only trusts family, huh? You want to pay us our credits and send us on our way. Your mind trick. Here are your credits. Now go on your way. Now his like second in command is like, uh, <laughs> what's going on here? I take it back. I'm liking this plan. This is highly irregular. <laughs> I'm going to make sure everything sorts out to our liking. That dude sure. is the only competent person in this episode. Thanks for everything. We'll hopefully see you soon. Yeah, he's the Fire only the guard ship. that says anything. Yeah. The other ones just stand like yep. Just a moment. I need the code to our. They dump the, the cargo main. out. Uh, I think we transmitted that to you already. Pull up the ramp. Let's get out of here, yeah. Trace. He shoots it open here. Empty. Where is the spice? What? I don't believe it. Castle must have double-crossed you. Well, that's really uh, unfortunate. I want patrol ships to cut them off. Engage the tractor beam. You better get us out of here now. Okay. So we'll talk about that in a second here. Let's just finish this off. So they they try to take off. They're surrounded by patrol ships, ships, and Trace is like, "Oh, don't worry, we'll outrun them." But they immediately get hit with a tractor beam and they can't move. And that's yeah. the episode. Um, so what? Okay, one. So she opened up the cargo bay and dumped everything out in hyperspace. How did they get the fucking? They must have stopped and like turned around Maybe or something they had and empty like boxes. I guess. I mean, it's not like you got a ton of these things. They're not like just boxes. These are like huge cargo. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. And two. 
How about this? Maybe you just like make a stop at like a nearby planet and get some like spices that look like spice <laughs> and just like load it up in there and then just like bail the fuck out. I get, if this is what your plan was, they show up at a super value. We need all the paprika you have. Yeah. So like Ahsoka's plan must have been like she knew she was going to try the mind trick. Yeah. But Ahsoka's plan that she told them must have just been, oh, we'll just get the credits and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, I. That, Why would he ever give her the credits before they look at the that shipment? That is the part where it's like they're showing up, and we're to believe that Ahsoka has just told them a plan that has put them at ease and has let let them. Well, they didn't like the plan. her, right? Yeah, but still, it seems like there was a plan that she had said that they're. But then she said, like, I like this plan. Once it started working, like, what the hell did Ahsoka tell them? I don't know. I mean, she did say, don't worry, I have tricks up my sleeve, but she never elaborated on it. And two, it's still not a good plan. There's 10 of them there. Yeah. You're mind tricking one person. The other guy's like, uh, what the fuck? (laughs) The one, the one bike who's just like has some kind of like monicum of IQ is like, wait a minute. Yeah. I like how the other random guards like this was like the second in command guy. Yeah. He had like a nifty looking like face mask. But. The other ones are just like standing. The there other just guards like, aren't even paying birds. attention. Just like, like yeah, whatever. <laughs> this is we're going to have to rename. I I originally was renaming. I was naming this episode just a taste, but I think we're going to have to like just call it like the taste. Darwin Awards or something like that. It's insane. Oh my god! Just a tasty set. <laughs> um. So Marg, Marg Krim, the the main yeah. like peacock feather, uh, Pike. He actually, I just read in his Wikipedia, he actually was a minor character. He debuted in the novel Dark Disciple. Oh, Mark Krim. Do you Not remember ringing. that name at all? I'm sure must have been a minor appearance, okay. but I know they, yeah, the Pikes are in there, so I'm sure Mark okay. Krim was, I just didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I would have known Mark Krim was going to show up again, I probably would have paid more attention to that. Anyways, um... But yeah, I mean, the plan sucks. <laughs> I don't know why you go there at all yes. when you don't have any spice to give them. Two, I would have just put some like fucking baking soda in there or something like and just put some food dye on it or something. I don't know. Anything would be better than this. Even Indiana Jones knew to like when he took the idol, he threw the little bag yeah. of sand on it. Their whole plan and like outside of the mind trick, they're just hoping that they hand them the credits and they can get out of there. Before they check the cargo. But then, That's okay. That's the whole plan. All right, all right, all right, hold on. But let's just say plan works flawlessly. They get off world. They're now wanted by Do the they Pikes. think the Pikes are just going to be like, oh, shucks. Yeah, those uh, Martez sisters. Damn it, they got one over on us. I hate them. We'll never fall for that like, again. What the fuck are they thinking? <laughs> no, they're just going to be hunted by them. You can't go to Coruscant and get away from the Pikes. <laughs> It's it's insane. You honestly would have been better off just getting off the ship and being like, yeah, we got high pirates fucking, you know, blame it on fucking blame Han- it on the black sun. Yeah. Blame it on Hondo. You know, blame it on anybody and just be like, we got we can't take your payment. We got jacked. And the, the Pikes, they don't lose any money here. If you do that, you just say, hey, pirates, man, they yeah. came and they they hoard. They, that's all I it's whatever. What did they give this one on IMDb? Oh, my God. On IMDb, they are giving deal, no deal, a 6.2. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
It is infuriating. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> I'm whatsoever. sorry, Zetjukasa. I am. I, the hey, the jury's still out on the Martez sisters for me, but this was not. No, one... no, no, no. I'm not shitting on the Martez sisters. No. I'm shitting on like wh- whoever wrote this was the not. Line. This was not one shining moment. No. This was, this was brutally rough. Yes. Like, it makes zero sense. And I, I still can't wrap my head around the, their option was, we're just going to land here, take the credits, and run. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the literal worst thing. <laughs> you could do anything. I would have faked my death. That's just me. I would have blown the ship up and gone out of the fucking let's escape Let's just pod. say, okay, let's say tomorrow I show up and I tell you, hey, Unbeknownst to you, I've been taking flying lessons and I've procured a Cessna. So <laughs> we're going to fly to Columbia. We're going to fly to Columbia. I'm going to we're going to do that. I, I met some people online and we're going to just bring some cargo back for him. We have to fly under a certain altitude. And then I somehow have a brain aneurysm and throw all the cocaine out of the plane. How would it make sense if I just land the plane <laughs> and show up to whatever drug dealer I'm delivering to. And then for some reason, they give us the money. <laughs> I love how before the mind trick, too, he was about to hand them the credits. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so a 6.2 on... it. It's nuts. A 6.2 on IMDb? Yes. I'm giving it a 5. 5. I'm I'm trying to be... Like, the, the animation is good. Like, when they were flying out of Coruscant, it looked great. Um, the lighter side of Kessel looked very lush and beautiful. Yep. Animation was on point. We had the robots staring at each other right in the fucking... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but the the story is just impossible to wrap your head around. It's crazy. And, and, I, and I, Rafa is literally like Benjamin buttoning in front of our <laughs> eyes. Like, <laughs> not Rafa, Trace. Trace. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's... And Rafa is just awful to her poor sister. Oh, yeah. Rafa's taking full advantage. Yes. You're literally turning your sister, your well-meaning sister who just wants to fly into a drug mule for one of the largest cartels. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. A five. What do you give it? I am going with (laughs) similarly. (laughs) I agree with everything you said. I'm going with six. Oh. And I think it's just because I'm I'm just solely paying attention to aesthetics. Yeah. And, like, the, when they were flying into Kessel and, like, just the wide establishing shots Looked of everything, yeah. it reminded me of, like, oh, this is where they're, like, this, they're, like, cutting their chops for, for Bad Batch. Yeah. Because, like, every new planet they went to in Bad Batch, like, we got shots like that. Yeah. I mean, the animation's great. It looks amazing. This is, I will say, though, this is probably the weakest episode in recent memory. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of one recently. Well before season six. I mean, season six didn't have anything that even came close to this bad. No. Um, the thing the thing that is strange is, like, this episode looks amazing, but it has the storyline that is so fucking poor that... I feel like we are used to when we have reviewed poor episodes in the past, the animation has also not, has yeah. not been great. So yeah. it's easy to be like, this episode fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like this one, it's harder to do because it's like, it looks legitimately good. Well, it's just nuts because 
It would be so easy to just change a few things around in the storyline, and it would not be this painful. Yes! It's so... And that's the most frustrating part. You could literally... You could literally change, like, five lines and just make this so much... You could... I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode. Obviously, they're getting taken into custody by the Pikes. You could have just had them show up and be like, hey, we got jacked by pirates, and the Pikes don't take that answer well. Yeah. They end up in their custody. Anyways, you have the same episode. Yep. I don't know. So, yeah. Okay. So, a six and And a a five. five. Always look on the light side of life. Yeah, that. All right, light side moment of the episode. For me, it's the robots that like shut down and stare directly. <laughs> like they're literally, if they breathe, they would be breathing directly on each other. I wrote robot sig break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just they're just like <laughs> standing there, motionless, standing it right is, in front of each other. It is literally like I remember working in restaurants. Like I remember every everybody smoked yeah. except me. And so everybody would take cigarette breaks and go and, like, have a 15-fucking-minute break while they smoked two cigarettes. And I was, like, the one person that had to, like, stay on the line until I just was like, no, fuck this. And I would go out with everybody when they smoked and drink coffee. Yeah. That's, like, I feel like one of the robots. And they're on the type of break where you just had a really long day and you don't say anything. No. You don't say anything. Everybody just kind of stands there in solidarity. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody's like, oh, man, I can't wait to get home. Yeah. And then somebody's like, yeah, man, totally. What do you got going on this weekend? (laughs) Nothing. You? Nothing. And that's all you say in 15 minutes. Yeah. That's the kind of breakdown. What was your light side? Um, My light side, I just put down the establishing shots. Yeah. Like the cinematography is really on point. You could tell, like, like, this is what was influencing Bad Batch. I'm sure some, some of the same people that worked on Bad Batch worked on this. Um, it was the same thing like when like Rogue One, like going into that and they had those kinds of like anytime you went to a new planet, there was like a title card <laughs> with the planet's name. And then you had like very wide sweeping shots of the planet. Yeah. And I feel like they're doing Jetta. that in Clone Wars now. And they had that wide sweeping shot of Jetta, the jet, that huge statue that was turned over yeah. on its side. Toppled. So, yeah, I feel like, man, we're really scraping the bottom I'm, of the barrel for I'm something really on this. really trying. Yeah. <laughs> shots and uh, a sig break. <laughs> a couple robots standing <laughs> next to each other. Literally, all they're doing is standing there. Yeah. That's it. They're yeah. just it. <laughs> okay. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right, dark side moment of the episode. I'm sorry, it's been a while since, but I just I can't wrap my mind around the entire story. It's dark side for me. It's, it's insane. Yeah, and like. When you just watch it, you're kind of like, all right, whatever. You don't think anyway. But when you have to talk about it for two hours, it hurts. So that's my dark side is the story on this one. Typically, I'm able to like, like somewhat comprehend and like try to like find a benefit of the doubt. But with this story, it's like I just can't make heads or tails of it. It's it. It makes no sense. It's like they did a rough draft and then they never thought it through again. (laughs) Yeah. I don't get it. You're like, yeah, nobody's going to watch this. No, Don't worry about it. I don't get it. So um, what do you got for so just to just to have something other than... Because the first thing I wrote down was the stupid like spice dump plot point. Um, but just to have something else, I'll say a reminder that slavery is alive and well in <laughs> okay, the Republic. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was pretty dark. Yeah. And seeing the Zygeri in there, like, just a reminder of, like, oh, that is that is a a burgeoning industry Yeah, with the Republic there. Yeah. Those poor Zygerians, they're never going to be able to get an acting role that isn't Slave Master. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they're going to be They're pigeonholed, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rex. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, they could have put a Rex on your Laren ship, just like showed him in the background. could have gotten a quick shot. Come on. You got to get it up. Cheese! Mandate. You still have to pick a Dark Horse hero. Mandate. Mandate. Dennis Prager saved me. Okay. Mandate. Get it on. Okay. Dark Horse hero of the episode. Um, for me, I'm going with Kessel Share. <laughs> now, Kessel Share, she was at the dinner table feasting with them, and are, then five minutes later, she's working in the, the spice mine. Are we sure it's the same lady? Or? No, it's not the same lady. Yes. Just let me pretend that it is, yeah. though, for the sake of my dark horse. Because there ain't much to write home about in this episode. But, so yeah, I'm going Kessel Share for just... Being a jack of all trades, she's she's uh she's dining with the affluent members of Kessel, and then five minutes later, she's Down hanging out with Rando lines. Mando digging spice out of the ground. So, yeah. uh, Kessel share. Who do you got? I for my dark horse, I'm going with. There is one server that's just randomly in the middle of oh, the yeah, you heard sisters it too, yeah. and uh, the Twi'lek yep. major domo. There's one server that walks by yeah. and he just <laughs> drops his tray. <laughs> It's one of the Ander and Gennaros. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in they even they did a good job of like having like them kind of like look at him half heartedly, and then I thought it was going to be a bigger plot point. But like, yeah, no, nope. I thought he was going to get beat or something. Yeah, I'm sure he was executed immediately <laughs> after dinner. But they yeah. just it was like business as usual. We got to go back to the Ander and Art because I think that was random generic Ander and guy. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Like they reused a lot of the Ander and characters. Like Kessel Share, for yep. example, was all over the place in the honor and art. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. He was showing me something. And you heard him in that clip in the background drop it. As a person that has done a fair bit of butler passing and serving yeah. in my professional career, like I feel for the guy because we've all Solidarity. been... Solidarity. Solidarity. Yeah. All right. Okay, so a couple heavy dark horses there. I like those dark horses. Some good pulls. Yeah. Hey, now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. All right. Wow. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I usually cut them off in time, but I forgot to cut them off. Shut up. Okay. Uh, all-star of the episode. Oh, gosh. Oof. Um, it's I, hard. I could give it to Ahsoka just because she's, like, the only reasonable one here. I, uh, but even she could have like stopped this a million times and like her sh- plan was so bad yeah. that it's like this was the best like you should cut and run um i uh gosh i do you have one yeah you go i'll think all right i'm giving it <laughs> i am giving it oh, i know to... i know who i'm giving okay it to. who you, you go first i think we're giving it to the same guy right. yo laren Oh, close. Oh, okay. I'm no. going to give it to Yolaren for just being like, what the fuck are you doing flying <laughs> in my military lanes? You, what are you, 10? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to Yolaren just for, he's, he's he's tired of the war. He wants yeah. to take a little break. He's a veteran at yeah. this point. He's done. So I'm giving it to Yolaren. I'm going Anakin Skywalker. 
There we for go. For the fact that he he fucking knew Ahsoka was on that ship, but he had enough sense to be like, no, let it go. It's fine. Yeah. Just let it pass. Anakin's very good at letting those shuttles pass. Yeah. Let them go. Let them also, go. Also, it was very weird. Like, Ahsoka, the second they were in the military lane, I thought it was very strange that Ahsoka was like, no, 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 no. You have to get out of this lane. You have to get out of this lane. Like, she was freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And it led, it was like, you're not wanted by the Jedi. Like, if they find out that you're on this ship, it's not like you're going to get court-martialed again. No, they're just like, get out of here. It's going to be an awkward exchange, yeah. but like... No, I mean, it's not like they're getting arrested. Like, Yola and Zogar in arrestment. It's like, no. I think she just doesn't want to be found out as a former Jedi by Trace. But th- that's the... Th- well, okay. Yeah, I get that. Because she clearly didn't want her to see her using Force abilities in the previous episode. Like, she just wants yeah. to separate herself from the entire thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, it's, it's like you hear about those Jedi, like Luke, he's like cut himself off from the Force. You know? Like, it's like almost like she's trying it to do just, that in a more like... It's like the whole time I was like, why are you trying to avoid an awkward exchange this hard? Yeah. I don't know. And the thing is, like, her Force ability is super useful. Like, it, she could... I don't think Trace is going to disown her if she's just like, yeah, I left the Jedi Order. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. Trace would be like, oh, holy shit. You you could really help us out a lot, say, actually. Because like, like, it's not like Jedi are being hunted right now. The way that she left the Jedi Order, she came out on top. Yeah. Like, she has... No, the, they were begging for her to come back. She has the high ground. If they did pull that ship into the bay and, like, she had to talk to Anakin... Yeah. It's like he would be the one that would have to have the awkward exchange, not yeah. her. I don't know. It's whatever. Okay. Well, some good pulls there. Yeah. Man. We're polishing up this turd. I'm excited for this, though. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My Breaking news! Breaking news! Moshuda! Okay, breaking news. The Vikings have hired a new coach. Oh, who we got? Jim Harbaugh. Oh! He's a quirky one. Of 49ers fame? Uh, 49ers fame? I, there's some reports. I don't know. Our friend, our mutual friend, just texted me and asked me my thoughts. And I was like, is it official? So... Uh no, but it's trending that way. From everything I'm hearing, it wouldn't be it would be a shock now if he's not the next coach. Okay. So yeah, he went to uh, three NFC Championship games with the 49ers and a Super Bowl. Yes. Is that um, the Super Bowl with the blackout? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he coached against his brother. Yep, that's yep. right. So, anyways, good hood. Uh, we went to various planets. We went to Kessel. We went to Obadiah. We were on Coruscant. We were in hyperspace. We were dumping cargo all over the place. That cargo is just spread over, like, 40 <laughs> star systems. All right. So who was looking hot? All right. Good hood. Um, I am going to go with Reasonable Pike. Reasonable Pike, who was like, something's up here. I don't like this. Yeah. He's got like a, he's got the most interesting Pike mask. Yeah, you took mine. Have you ever seen? He you looks like Hades in the God of War game. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very unique Pike mask. Like the in 
That's exactly mine. Mine. His name is Fife. Ooh, yeah, Fife Dog. And he's he's Marg's major domo. Ah. So they are really spreading that. So word is Mark Krim actually the leader right now of the Pike? I looked it up. Mark Krim. His official title is illustrious imperator. So. I don't know if that. Who was the last leader? guy's name? The last guy was way cooler. Yeah, yeah. He was chopped as oh, fuck. Yeah, he was. Mark Krim doesn't look like he gets high in his own supply. No, I he feel just like keeps even his minions. I high. feel like even Obi Wan with the last guy was like, "All right, I'll give you." Yeah, I'll give you some leeway. He was having a great time. Yeah, but no, Fife was looking good. <laughs> they kept that guy there for years the, and didn't feed him. <laughs> the Pikes have like a face mask that only covers like their tiny face. Yeah, but Fife has one that like goes over his head. Yeah. It's interesting to see like the dynamics between uh, animated pikes and live action pikes. Yes, it it really is. Like the live action pikes look like something you see coming out of a river. They look you know? completely different. They do. I mean, they, when they have the masks on, you can see the similarities. Yeah. But when they take them off, like the face is bigger. Yeah. Like it has the same properties. It's just different. Head smaller, face bigger. Yeah, and they look more like fish versus like lizards. Yeah. You know. Um, okay. But very interesting. Honorable, uh, a shout out to the, uh, the uh, uh, what's the family's name? The, the, Argomore. The Yaruba. Yaruba. The Yaruba, Yaruba the, the Majordomo. The Yaruba uh, Royal Guard. Yeah. Because they were wearing uh, helmets that looked like Magneto. So. Nice. Honorable mention. Yep. Um, interesting Chibata going on in this episode. Yeah. Uh, do we have any, uh, who are you? Anything like that? No. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I love this. All right. What do we got for a tagline in this one? For deal, no deal. We have mistakes are valuable lessons often learned too late. And you had a uh, guess and you said uh, that droid that had previously escaped in uh, Gone with a Trace. <laughs> Killed around 20 people while it was on its rampage, and the Martez sisters will stand trial, and they will be executed for crimes against the Galactic Republic. Well, they're just about to be executed by a crime syndicate, so whatever. I was and close enough. <laughs> that still could happen in the next episode. Probably not. I know that they survived because I saw them in Bad Bad. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I just kind of curious, like, how are you getting out of this one? You know? My God. Yep. Are they lucky they brought Ahsoka with? Because I'm sure it's going to be all Ahsoka. All oh, day. yeah. So uh, what's the uh, next tagline? So next tagline we have, who you were does not have to define who you are. <laughs> I think in, in captivity, while they wait what the Pikes are going to do, uh, Trace is going to trip across like an old book that was left in one of the prison cells. And she's just going to all of a sudden like her. It's going to be like a. Social skills for dummies book or something. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna become like a like just an absolute like mind bending social genius and like she's talk. Gonna, she's gonna talk them all out of it and be like, "Well, don't worry, Pikes, we got you on this. We'll figure it out." And so Trace is just gonna become a world beater. She's gonna she's found a copy of Rich Dad Poor Dad and how to <laughs> how to win f friends and influence yes. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hundred habits of highly successful people. <laughs> Like it's gonna be like a, there's gonna be like a little like bookshelf in her prison cell, and she just reads all these motivational books and just becomes a dominator. Trace is gonna turn yeah. into a tech bro. Yeah, <laughs> and then by the next episode in the arc, she's just gonna be one of those hustle grind set fuckers like Gary <laughs> yeah. V. 
Like, oh, I bought 20 of these micro, she- micro machines for $30, and I'm going to flip them and make 10 bucks. You know, <laughs> That's what she's going to be doing. Yeah. That's how they're going to pay back the pike. She's going right. to flip a ton of fucking micro machines and hot rods. and uh, Sigma grind set. The little, uh, what are those? Uh, hot Wheels. Hot yeah. Wheels. She's going to flip Hot Wheels. Okay. Uh, what's the next episode? Next episode's title is Dangerous Debt, Season 7. Dangerous Debt. Season 7, Episode 7. Just a tasty set. Just a tasty set. All right, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Send us an email. We are at clonecastpod at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at clonecastpod. Yeah, about that. Uh, reach out if you want to join the Discord. We talk there. We, we got color talk going on. <laughs> comparison of colors going. If you could leave us a review. The conversation comes and it goes. There's days where it's very active and there's days where it's slow. Yeah. You could leave the more people, the merrier. We keep that conversation going. Leave us a review anywhere you can. Uh, we will see you next time for Dangerous Debt. Until then, may the Purdue Pharma be with you. Hear the tragedy of Crispin's Day. Day.